Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, it's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for being you. Uh, Thank you for showing up today. Uh, Thank you so much for all of your support. And thank you for getting ready like we are for 2022. And that's why I love that we have set this up now to bring you people that are going to give us an update on where we were, where we are, and where we could go, how to raise your consciousness with my very special guest, Richard Lawrence. Now, Richard's been on my show before. He is a phenomenon. I'm just going to say that out of the gate. And what it is that I love about Richard and everything he's done, he was so far ahead of the curve at so many levels, even when I didn't even understand there were levels in my life. Like what's a level? I don't know. But he's been out there on conversations from everything from UFOs to consciousness, but in a way where he has been on the pulse way before people even believed there was a pulse. Today, I'm excited to have him as somebody that has not only captivated people through his show, which we are honored to have that show on our network, but even more importantly, somebody that helps us understand that there are so many opportunities for us as individuals to take a shift, to move. You know, it's almost like we see the world And we see that there's a giant gap and we think if we cannot move our mind completely across the bridge, then we're not making progress. Today, what we're here to tell you is any shift, any movement, any healing, anything of positive energy nature is by its very essence a movement to higher consciousness. Richard, it's great to have you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Gosh, I don't know what to say. That was so generous of you. And and I just want to return that compliment because we are absolutely honored to be on Transformation Talk Radio with the Spiritual Freedom Show. We we love being on Transformation Talk Radio and uh, we're getting a response from a lot of your listeners and people. And it's, it's a real pleasure for us. So we go out, as you know, every first and third Saturday. And we're able to put out these concepts that, um, you know, aren't on many stations. I mean, I've done a lot of media work, as you know, and I'm sure you yeah, have too, yeah. in the so-called mainstream media. And I still do, especially on UFOs. But the kind of concepts we're able to put out on Transformation Talk Radio and one or two other networks is just, you. I think... I won't say unique because that's an, a, an overused word, but 
uh, it, it just don't get really that easily. And um, to be in your company, Dr. Pat, is an, is an honor and a pleasure. So thank you for inviting me. You know, thank you for saying that because, you know, there is a special calling that all of us here have had for 20 years. And Benny and I have been together like uh, almost the whole time. And right. Benny is great. Benny is so awesome. Good. Don't uh, thank you very much. That. Appreciate that. I thank you. Tell him. And, you know, and to be honest <laughs> with you, he's had to really put up with me. And, you know, as I went, I couldn't to... comment on that. So no, <laughs> I mean, Imagine to me jump in here years. real fast, Pat, hang on. I mean, you know, having a relationship this long, there's going to be a couple bumps along the way. I mean, we all get it. We all get it. But I'm still here. And I love you. Exactly. And I love you. Here's what I love about this. See, people see me today, and this is really why I wanted to talk to you about this, about positive energy and the journey yeah. of raising consciousness. Absolutely. Because I didn't sign on for this in 2003, even close to right. what my passion and purpose was. The show wasn't called The Dr. Pat Show. I was so blocked in my life. The show was called Crust Busting. Like we oh, used okay. a jackhammer to open the show up. Betty would pull mm. out a jackhammer to open the show up. Mm. But along the way, it hit me hard. Positive energy is so yeah. instrumental in just about anything. So can you talk for a minute, a minute about the relationship between what you and I are calling positive energy? And I like call it positive energy. Let me just tell you my perspective, Richard. And then okay. I'll let you jump in. Yeah, yeah. Once upon a time, people looked at positive energy that only 1% of the population in the world exhibited and could model. For me, that spent a year on the couch, positive energy was literally being able to put the remote down, right? Okay. And okay. it's a first step. Mm -hmm. But let's talk from your perspective. Every one of us has this switch we can turn on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean... Everyone, you know, the first book I wrote, actually, which is, it's not my best book, but it's my best selling book, <laughs> is called um, Unlock Your Psychic Powers. And, you know, the, the premise of that, it, which, as far as I was concerned, was that if I could do this, mm -hmm. everybody could can do this. And I want to say straight off the bat that, you, you know, you're kind enough to say I was like, you know, pioneering various things. But I was very lucky to learn from someone who... Um, uh, you know, was way ahead of his time. That's Dr. George King. And he, oh. he was a master of yoga, but he, and I worked with him and, and I wrote the last book he wrote was called Realize Your Inner Potential. And um, we've now kind of renamed it. He didn't, but since his passing, we've renamed it King Yoga. The it's, it's, so, it's so distinctive, his whole yeah. brand of teaching. It incorporates some of the old yogas and, and also especially karma yoga. But coming to your point yes it's an enabler everyone can do it I mean, we, we have actually i don't run it myself but we have a, a facebook group called awakening through king yoga people can find it if they're interested and all the people in that group and it's a, kind of like a community there's about 300 people in it i think at the moment they gather together they do practices taken from that book realize you're in a potential they all have the book and so they're working together in these various areas and then they're sharing their experiences. Now, these, these are people who wouldn't have said, look, I'm a psychic. I'm of this. I'm of that. I'm a healer. 
they're so-called ordinary people, if such a thing exists, and they're coming together and having outstanding experiences. And, you know, they're, they're reporting on their healing experiences. They're reporting on their psychic experiences, and they're sharing these. And as I say, it's open to absolutely everyone. You know, it's, it's one way. It's not the only way. That There are many ways to have these experiences. But we go back to um, a teaching which was delivered through Dr. King, not by him, but through him, from a being from another world. That's our controversial claim. It's not so controversial anymore, actually, right. but it used to, be, <laughs> used to be controversial. And it's called the one energy. And the essence of that is that all there's only one energy in the universe. There aren't there isn't two. There isn't good energy, bad energy, middling energy, you know, upbeat energy and downbeat energy and calm energy. There is one energy and you program it, you condition it with your mind or we all do. And we're also subject to the mind belt of Earth. So, you know, conditioning is going on all the time through, uh, you know, mainstream media, through just people thinking. I mean, this is here's a liberating thought. If you're watching this show right now and you're with us and you're thinking in, the, in a positive way with us, you are helping people yeah. all over the world. You're yeah. not just helping yourself. You're putting out. You're part of this. You're serving you're not just developing yourself, you're serving others because you're adding to the positive reserve of mind energy, which can be drawn upon by everyone. If everybody just put out, you know, negative thoughts, basic thoughts, rage, aggression, jealousy into the mind belt, that's what would be readily accessible. And sometimes it is, sadly enough, in, in various places, even hate and so on. You know, if you take uh, a situation we're doing a lot of work on at the moment, which is the Ukraine. You know, we sent out a lot of energy for this, yeah. this very delicate situation because hundreds of thousands of people theoretically could die yes, you know, if, it, right. if it went wrong. Um, but, you know, it, it's all subject to the mindsets of the people, especially the people who make the decisions, of course, and who's mm -hmm. programming those people with, with mental energy. Uh, and by sending out positive energy, you know, into the mind belt, we can all make a difference. Yeah. You know, I love that you're talking about this because, you know, we as individuals sometimes feel a little bit hopeless and a lot of helpless. Mm -hmm. And we just don't understand the potentiality and, and, and the power. We have. I'm so glad you brought up Dr. King because I am like a little bit old school and that I love his original talking on the, the, the impact that what's within the power within yes, yes. it is it is so absolutely a phenomenon that talks mm -hmm. to the point for me about the capacity we've been given for example up here what is it six or seven pounds maybe people have eight pounds up there mm -hmm. and we are in the realm of a tiny percentage absolutely. of its cap like tiny a fraction a yeah. fraction and most people actually don't know that, but if we were to follow you and to look at what we can do to expand these aspects that you're talking about today, that they don't teach you in school, right. what happens is, and science now shows this, something gets sparked. So if you take Dr. King and his early and that genius, and you bring it to your work today, 
about what you're doing to help us in contemporary times. This is something that we can not just draw positive energy from, Richard, but I'd love for you to talk about the power of visualization to create. Absolutely. It's a, visualization is a creative tool, and a lot of people teach it, and some teach it in a, in a very positive manner, but you have to be careful. Uh, you know, I have to say that because some visualizations can be very well-intended, but not necessarily helpful. And, and the, the reason being that what they mustn't be, or they, I won't say mustn't be, it's not for me to say that, but they, I've advised against, is an escape. They, they shouldn't be a denial. They shouldn't be like, oh, actually, I'm not ill. I, I, I'm not, I don't have any problems. What you're, instead of that, it's, it's sowing positive seeds where you are well where you are problem-free. There is a subtle difference between the two. So you need to put out a visualization, which is true. I mean, and you can use also affirmation, which goes hand in hand with visualization. So an affirmation would be a form of words. And, you know, the very famous one, which I'm sure as a doctor of psychology, you'll know backwards that, you know, every day and every way I'm getting better and better and better and better, but it really does work. Or you can go to the more spiritual end of things and have an affirmation. One of the ones that we have in Realize Your Inner Potential is a beautiful one, which I have used many times. And it's this, I am the divine presence, which is creating perfection throughout my whole life. Now, if you, if, you know, to a lot of people, if you said that to them and say, well, that's, you're, a, you're an arrogant so-and-so, what, what, what are you talking about? But what you're doing, you're, you're making a connection then with the part of you which does exist, which is a divine presence. I mean, the word divine, of course, has many connotations and uh, uh, sometimes pseudo-religious connotations or even actual religious connotations, and it can be tied up with dogmas and all sorts of uh, problems. But in essence, we are all divine. We all have this divine essence which pervades the whole universe. The whole universe is conscious. It's a conscious universe. And astrophysicists uh, are starting to discover that themselves now. Uh, the Earth has a consciousness. The planet has a consciousness. And, um, okay, last year was uh, talking about what happened last year as to this year. We've talked about this before. was an amazing year for UFOs, of course. I mean, not nearly good enough, but it was certainly a step in the right direction, let's put it that way. Um, also an amazing year for scientists saying, look, you can have life on planets, exoplanets. You don't have to have the conditions as per this planet, which is what they used to say. You can find life in other forms, I would say, on other dimensions, never mind other physical conditions. But throughout all these realms, these levels, whatever you want to call these frequencies, there is consciousness pervading it all so i'm afraid i've drifted quite a long way from your question there dr pat but no, you actually um, haven't it, it, drifted. Have... you haven't drifted because part of what we're talking about is what we're going to what we're going to bridge to right now is that right. if we can recognize what you just said and you're absolutely right about that pentagon report i mean they even say mm. in the pentagon report which is like a little line most people didn't read which mm. says oh we're only going to give you the information for this period and so mm -hmm. most of us that are reading it we're like, okay, that's a good start, but what's wrong with the other information? Um, oh, yeah. And so we're learning, 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 but our mainstream, and I would love for you to talk about this now, our mainstream is picking up 
on what you and I are talking about. How do we mm. know that, Richard? Okay. I, I'm not a genius around this, but I get some clues. When you start to see in a mass media way, people call it our pop culture. I don't quite think it's that. But when you start seeing things in a mass media way, show up and become available to the public and people plug into it, something shifts. Something yep. has shifted. Yep. Um, and what is that going to do? Well, it shifts because people, please comment on this when right now, people are hungry to heal. See, people say to me, no, nah, they're not hungry to heal. They're hungry to make money. Yeah, they are. But if they're hungry to make money and they're not making money, they really want to heal the thing that's stopping them from being who and what they want to be. So let's talk yeah. about healing because yeah. we know the power of remote healing. If we mm -hmm. didn't, we wouldn't tell people to pray. <laughs> Indeed. And, and prayer does work. It really does work. And uh, I think it's just a shame that people have been given um, such limited, if I, this, and forgive me, I don't wish to offend anybody, but I would say such limited concepts of God uh, in various forms that, that, that it sort of puts people off, frankly. Um, and, you know, when, especially when you look at some of the old gods that are portrayed as in, in various cultures, be it Greek, be it some of the Hindu gods, be it yeah. some of the Roman, etc. They're given <laughs> these characteristics that you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't tolerate from an adolescent child, never mind a god, some of them. And so it just puts you off, I think, but God in itself is just a universal force. It's this one energy I spoke about, and it's behind even that one energy. And that's what you're looking to really when you, in my view, when you're really doing prayer, we, we do it through a thing called the 12 Blessings. Yes. Um, uh, and, and we have a site, 12blessings.org, and we use this pretty well every day, and people come together. They don't, you know, have to be members of the Aetherius Society, which I'm secretary of, at all, but they can come together and join in in, in sending out uh, prayer through the 12 blessings, and we'll target an area, like right today, it might be, for example, the Ukraine situation, or it might be the terrible situation in Afghanistan. And one of the things I used to find when I uh, when I started out, I mean, I was 23 when Dr. King wrote a book called You Too Can Heal. And I and he was a great master of yoga, Dr. George King, and of the old school. He'd come up through the old school. He'd, he'd spent 10 years uh, in, in strict discipline, eight hours a day on top of a job. So he, he, he didn't worry about time off, rest, leisure in his 20s or early 30s. He was totally focused on the yogas. And that's living in London, not in the Himalayas. Um, but so he was this the old school, but he firmly believed, in fact, he didn't believe he knew that everyone can heal. So he published a book called You Too Can Heal. I remember it very well uh, because I was sort of a, always around wherever he looked, there I was. So I was hanging around. You know. <laughs> and um, he came over to, to England. He was English, but he lived in, in California at the time. But he came over to launch it here. And I was helping with this. And so I was going along and meeting quite a lot of healing groups and even giving talks, even as I say, I was only 23, to sort of healing groups of people in their 40s, 50s or older who'd been doing it for a long time. Very good people, by the way, wonderful people who 
just what you know they didn't take money for it they just wanted to go along and they did heal people and sometimes they got great results sometimes they didn't but what they didn't believe was that everyone can do it there was this elite view about it you either got it or you haven't got it and if you've got a gift from god or an angel's come to you you can do it if they if they haven't you're just not a healer mm-hmm. and he broke that mold uh, and then that that's individual healing which everybody can do and i i do know you've asked me to give a visualization which i will come back to i promise you but it's but, all part um, of your it's all part of your answer as well it um, is really yeah, yeah it is that, because yeah. if people go to your website and i just gave it to olivia to put on facebook if Thank they you, yeah. and um and i want to make sure that everybody else has the website um mm-hmm. let me send it to benny too um right. They're going to see, well, first of all, they're going to see Dr. King. And you know that I commented on this last time we got together. I commented on the image of Dr. King next to this mountain. And back when we did this interview, what I said to you, and I think we even brought it up to compare, it was a television series that just had been launched. And, you know, COVID has slowed everything down. I don't know Mm -hmm. if it's going to come back or not. But there was a scene from it that was very close to identical. And here's why I'm bringing it up. I think that we are way more capable than we give ourselves credit for. Way more capable. Way more capable. And we don't understand the power of visualization. And, and, and this is where I'd like you to jump in. Yeah. Visualizing something that isn't positive, and we do it on every waking day. How many people wake up thinking, oh, my gosh, uh, how am I going to pay my bills? I don't know if I'm going to get a job. Uh, I just found out my husband's cheating on me. I mean, waking up and going to bed. What if there was another option? Right. And I'm not I'm not exempt from this. I mean, you don't have to have a big vision, but you have to have something to help you look. When I was homeless and I was dumpster diving, I would visualize that I would go to the, I didn't call it visualization, so sorry. I I wasn't that smart at 17. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What I would imagine, let me use the Einstein word. I would imagine that if I went down this alley, this is in New York now, and you got this alley and it's New York is full of alleys. and, And down this alley, I would imagine that because the storefront had a bunch of great stores, I would imagine walking down there and finding something to eat. I would imagine it so well that I would imagine exactly how the hot dog would look. I could almost taste it. Now, I'm not going to tell that story. I shared it the other day with someone. It's a longer story. But see, we've given this word visualization and have almost made it out of reach for people to understand that it's yeah. not that esoteric that we all no. have to be. And so yeah. um, talk to us about the power and the simplicity of our imagination, both good, bad, and ugly. Yeah. Well, first of all, every, I mean, Dr. King used to say that every great, I mean, if you want to be a great truck driver used to say and there's nothing wrong with being a great truck driver i've got to say 
Um, you, somewhere down the line, you have to first visualize yourself being a great truck yeah. driver. The visualization comes first, whatever it is. So it's very important, I suppose, to make sure your visualizations are right. You know, you don't want to start visualizing something which is not right. And the one sort of golden rule is not to use visualization to control anybody else. And that's where I think, again, some people come cropper. So in other words, you want someone, let's just, just be give a, a silly example, to fall in love with you. Um, you and you try to use your visualization to visualize them falling in love with you, um, you're starting to use your mind to try and control the behavior of another person. And that's where I think it's, it's moving into what, let's just say, gray magic, if you like. Yeah. If you keep your visualizations purely to yourself uh, and yourself attaining various things, there's nothing at all wrong with that, providing the motive is good. But where it's especially good is where you use it to help others. And of course, karma being what it is, what goes around comes around. If you use your visualization to contact something which isn't imaginary, but it's real. And here I refer to again, back to the one energy and back to healing. And, you know, once Dr. King had established, and it's now, I think, widely accepted that everyone can heal, which it wasn't at the time. Right. And then he moved to the next stage, which is you don't, you don't just, you're not just able to heal an individual, a loved one. You can make a difference in healing the world. Mm. Of course, you can heal yourself as well. There's, there's no limits to it at all. Uh, then, you know, this another great progression is made when you move to that step. So use your visualization in this case to visualize the energy. Now, the color that's used is used because that color contains, I want to stress this, all the colors of the spectrum. So that's why it tends to be white light that's used. It's not the only color that's used, right. but white light is a, a wonderful visualization. And you can make it more powerful still as a healer by using breathing exercises. Nothing complicated, nothing too strenuous. Uh, in fact, you shouldn't be too strenuous if you, if you don't practice it regularly. But it's, it's, it's just the simple breath, uh, the deep in-breath without any strain and the deep out-breath. And while you breathe in, you visualize white light filling you. And while you breathe out, you feel cleansed. Now, there's a very simple, couldn't be simpler exercise, which really works. And I must say, I mean, I've, I've taught people this and we've all sat down and do it in busy bookshops, you know, when doing a bookshop talk or something like that. You know, in the middle of London, in a place called Oxford Circus, for example, which is really busy um, near the BBC. And people have just, you know, it's been rush hour, it's been busy and they've sat down on chairs in a big bookstore and they have done this. And I've asked people after a while, who feels at peace? And most of the hands go up, even though it's noisy, it's busy. Um, so if you're a person, for example, who is stressed, you're very, and who, you know, so many people are in one way or another, and you, and you haven't got enough calm energy in your life, just introducing breathing exercises into your life. And if you start with that one, just a long, deep in-breath, a long, deep out-breath, with the mouth closed, by the way, if you can. Right. Thank you. Um, 
And, and, tr- and if it helps, if you really want to go a bit further, is to count, mentally count the in-breath and count the out-breath. So they're as equal as, as you can make them. And then just to put the extra ingredient into it, while you breathe in, visualize white light filling you. Mm. And sometimes you'll, after with a bit of practice, you'll start to feel it for sure. Some people feel it straight away. Uh, if you don't, don't worry, just keep at it. Sometimes you'll see it. You'll see the, the color, the energy coming towards you. Either with the, you can even do this with your eyes closed and see it, or with your eyes open. It's a because what you're visualizing there is something that's real. It's not a an imaginary thing. In this particular case, it's not visualizing something that doesn't exist. You are you are making a connection with something that does exist, and it'll do many many things for you. It'll magnetize you. It'll make you more dynamic. It can bring you peace with that even breath mm. so that you have balance between the in-breath and the out-breath. There's a one very simple exercise using breathing, visualization, and then you can take that and use it in healing as well. I love that you're talking about that. We're going to take a short break. For those of you just tuning in, you know, you're not going to want to miss any of what we're talking about, but I do want you to know how you can find out more about my very special guest today, the host of a fantastic show on a mission for global consciousness. That's Richard Lawrence. Richard, what is the best way for people to reach you? I know we mentioned the 12, 12blessings.org. So yes, we but should my website yeah, so 12blessings.org is where you can go. It's every day we're doing a yep. service there. People can join in with. My website is just richardlawrence.co.uk. And you can come along and there's various things, a lot about UFOs at the moment, but there's many things on it, even channeling and so on. And uh, also information about Dr. George King. The other one I'd recommend is the organization I've been privileged to be secretary of. It's the oldest international UFO contact organization in the world. And that is uh, Aetherius, A-E-T-H-E-R-I-U-S dot org. And so when we come back, we're going to talk about service, but we're going to talk about service and how we are being educated in the world now about what it is, what it means, and how so many in our mainstream have made us aware of service in ways we had not been aware in a really, really long time. When we come back, the energy of service is one of the most powerful, powerful energies. And it has no judgment. It's not like you're an emergency responder and you're not. It's not that. When we come back, what do you mean? What does it mean to be of service to others? Stay tuned, everybody. We'll be right back with my very special guest, Richard Lawrence, right here on The Dr. Pat Show. Want to ignite your best life full of joy, passion, and purpose? Then join me, Stephanie James, for The Spark, Wednesday nights, 6 o'clock Pacific Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, on TransformationTalkRadio.com, and learn how together we can illuminate the world. Learn more on StephanieJames.world. The best is yet to come. Champion your life with me. 
Leanne Champion, first and third Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com. That new gym membership might help you get fit, but what about emotional fitness? Jump into the rushing waters of personal growth. Don't waste another minute feeling unfulfilled. Visit ChampionYourLife.com and let's do this together. It's time to get your life back on Burn Bright Today with Jennifer Marcinelli. Tune in each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to move from the darkness of burning out to the light of burning bright. Jennifer is redefining stress and the energetic causes of burnout, shining a light on process to get your life back. For more information about Jennifer and her work, visit BurnBrightToday.com. Are you feeling lost in this journey we call life? When you awaken the truth of your patterns, limitations, and beliefs, you can start to heal relationship with yourself, others, and your circumstances. I'm Ritika Rose, life coach, author, and speaker. My mission is to help you align with your most powerful, authentic self and transform how you experience your inner and outer world. Find the confidence and peace to live the highest version of your life. Visit RitikaRose.com. Parenting isn't about perfection. I think we all know that. Parenting is about being present and honest, having compassion for your child and for yourself, communicating consciously and loving unconditionally. Tune in to The Awakened Parent Project with Susan Dolce every first and third Tuesday at noon Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to be an empowered parent through the techniques of the conscious parenting community. To learn more about Susan, visit SusanDolce.com. Healing has a ripple effect. One person's healing affects everyone around them. This is where the power of sharing our stories can be so important. Tune in to Playing on the Edge Radio with Megan Edge each month on Transformation Talk Radio as Megan provides you with ways of sustaining radical and powerful changes in your life. Enact the power of radical change. To find out more about Megan Edge, visit her website at meganedge.ca. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. I am so thrilled to have Richard Lawrence joining me here today. And again, if you want to find out more about Richard, go to Richard's website, richardlawrence.co.uk. Very easy. Check it out. Um, Also, you'll be able to find more about his fabulous show that he does right here on Transformation Talk Radio. And that's on Saturdays, right, Richard? That's right. So we go Saturday, I think it's uh, Pacific time, 9 a.m., 12 yeah. noon Eastern time. Yep. Uh, first and third Saturdays. Yeah. And yeah. we replay it throughout the week. So for those oh, of you thank out you. there, Good. yeah, we just want to make sure that everybody uh, is aware of that. And it's called the Spiritual Freedom Show. Spiritual Freedom Show, because it's Got based it? on the nine yeah. freedoms, which uh, I just, it's, it's yeah. my favorite thing. You know, and, and I'm a, I'm a lover of many things, but yeah. this is my favorite thing. <laughs> I am too. Uh, okay. I am really eager to talk to you about service. And Benny, we're not going to yeah. go to another break, but I want to combine service and higher inspiration together in Beautiful. a conversation with you. Beautiful. Um, because when I became a person that was of a different level of service, mm-hmm. when I did that, something changed in me 
you know, I moved to the Pacific Northwest. I didn't have a job. I thought I was going to go to school. I was rejected pretty much by every school. Hmm. And something told me to volunteer at the chicken soup brigade and make food Mm. for people with AIDS. Mm -hmm. All right. What a gift that Mm. was. Now, I had been a person of service throughout my life, but not in this way. It changed something in me. And I believe that that led me to what I do today. How Mm -hmm. does service transform people and then transform the world. It's as a great quote from Schweitz, Albert Schweitz. I can't remember the exact words, but he said, "What one thing I do know is the only thing pe- people who'll be really happy are people who found out their way to serve and are doing it." Which, of course, he did, and he didn't do what he. Because I used to grow up, my mother used to read to me the life of Albert Schweitz, so I remember from you know, I was lying in bed listening to this every day. But he. Um, you know, he didn't choose the things he was good at. He didn't choose the things he was interested in. He chose the things the way he felt he could do the most good. And as people may know, became a doctor and he helped lepers and so forth. Um, it's finding the path that you believe uh, you can do the most good through. And if you do that, I mean, I'm often asked, and it's interesting you tying this into inspiration and, and as you say, another level of service. And I'm often asked, especially more in the mainstream media, what would you say to people? Why would you would you suggest they do spiritual forms of service, such as healing, such as maybe teaching, such as sending out prayer, such as mantra? Or would you suggest they do something more tangible, more concrete, more material, you know, such as feeding people, such as helping hurricane victims and so on? And. You know, my answer to that is it's all needed, obviously. Um, But I think at the moment, more people are inclined if they are service orientated. And what wonderful people we have right now, uh, I'm sure in America, certainly over here, dealing with COVID in in hospital wards and so on and and other illnesses. Um, You know, but people are more likely to believe in that and more likely to do that and and dedicate their life to it. If you are a person who's drawn to the spiritual aspect of life, who believes in it and doesn't just believe it, has experienced it, which everyone can do. I mean, I mentioned again this this Facebook group, Awakening Through Yoga. Uh, It's Ayab Malik and Ashima Kanip who run this. And uh, they, they have all these people having these experiences there. But... If you are inclined to that, I would do that because less people are inclined to do it. And the other thing with spiritual service, it works at multi levels. So it isn't the physical level is essential. Don't please get get me wrong here. Material service is a wonderful, wonderful thing to give and it's essential. But the spiritual forms of service work at the mental level. They work at the energy level and they work at the karmic level so every time you are serving others and that's why you should do it you shouldn't do it for any other reason and i'm sure you wouldn't but you are helping yourself as well you are helping your own karma and you've given a good example you've said that when you started helping the soup kitchen basically it seems to me your life turned around uh you you know and all sorts of benefits came back to you yeah Um, and and so many people say that um for me, 
it's the only thing that makes sense. And interestingly, I, I remember actually, um, I was with Dr. King on one of the mountains. You mentioned a mountain. This particular one is in Devon because we often go to various mountains and pray and send healing and, and do mantra and so on from those places. And we were doing that, and Dr. King himself was running this in, in, a, in a county called Devon in, in southwest England. And there was hundreds of us there, but one person who came wasn't really interested in, in our beliefs at all. He was a, a yoga master, or, or said he was. He was certainly a yoga teacher. He came in long robes. He had his disciples uh, or chalers around him. And he went straight up to Dr. King. And he said, you know, Dr. King, I've been to the Godhead. And Dr. King said, did you take your hat off? I do remember that was his first, because he had a great sense of humor. But And then the, the, this didn't really amuse the guru who stood there and looked at him. So he then turned around and said, okay, so you, you've been to, if you've been to the Godhead, then you know that all is one. So you know the only thing to do is serve. It's the only thing that makes sense. If we're all part of each other, we're all one with each other, and that's something you realize in deep meditation, then... It's the only logical action. And, you know, this is, comes back to raising consciousness. I mean, we're all here to raise our consciousness through evolution, through the universe, through the cosmos, and to help each other to do it. Because the old days of the yogi sitting alone in retreat and thinking, I'm going to go into nirvana, and frankly, it's not my concern what happens to anyone else. Sorry to put it that way. And, and they didn't all think that way. Please let me correct that. And of course, there were some wonderful great yogis like Miller Rapper and others. But um, those that did think that way are completely missing the point because the whole purpose is to serve others, even at that level. The best thing we can do, the, the most logical. And you do find that the great intelligences of history you know, the Jesus, the Buddha, the Sri Krishna, and, and so forth. Uh, I would add to that this Dr. King, and as many others. Um, these great uh, intelligences have dedicated themselves in service. I mean, even in the case of Buddha, although what he taught was a path of inner development, he himself left that path quite young and spent most of his life walking around and yeah. traveling around trying to help others. And so that was the example that all the great ones have left us and spiritual service. The beauty of it is it really works. And I said earlier, you know, you might be doing the simplest of things. Please don't underestimate what you can do because you can make a difference. Yeah. I think that's the thing. People don't think they can make a difference. Well, I'm not, you know, I'm not a great healer. I'm not. What difference? You can make a massive difference, uh, even by focusing on what Dr. Pat and I are now discussing you are making a difference, not just to yourself, but to the whole ethers, the mind belt, if you like, around. You're adding that positive energy, and that does make a difference. And, you know, one of the things I want to talk about, too, and let's wrap this together, if we could, Richard, is that when you engage, at least this is my experience, when I engaged in that act of service, it wasn't the first time that I've ever engaged in service. The difference between that time for me and previous times was there was a heart opening level of compassion mm -hmm. and empathy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if this is a magic formula. I'm not saying that it is. But what happened to me was that that level of compassion, empathy, 
and willingness to be of service allowed me to open my heart to then go to the spiritual level. Because it's very difficult, I think, for you to try Mm -hmm. to have empathy, compassion, and not have some spiritual energy. I I don't, maybe Uh, some people can do it. I don't know how to do it. No, it was a very, I think there's a very, if I may just go to again back to yoga principles just for a moment there. Yes. There's a, there's a very kind of simple explanation of that, which is that when you are focused in service, your energy is not just even the physical heart, it's, it's the psychic, the, the chakra, if you like, the heart center, uh, which is activated if you're doing it, you know, passionately enough and with enough feeling and with enough love you're starting to activate your higher centers. You can start through service to activate even higher centers than that. Uh, the throat center to some degree, even the Christ center to some degree. Uh, you're not perhaps sitting down thinking, I want to awaken my chakras. No. You're far too busy helping other people, but it's a natural process because it's your what in, internally, you're altering the flow of this one energy I spoke about inside yourself. And it's moving, that energy is moving. And sometimes you can feel this actually upwards. Um, the first time I tried, tried to do what Dr. King called dynamic prayer, I was at university, I hadn't met him. Somebody told me, a great friend of mine actually, he became later, told me about this method of dynamic prayer. I had an experience from doing it, which disturbed me a lot actually, because I felt this energy moving around within me I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what energy was. I thought, what have you done? What have you got me doing here? <laughs> but it was a real thing. This isn't a, in a faith alone. This is a real thing you can test, you can experience, and it will start to awaken to some degree higher chakras within you. And that is going to bring to you greater wisdom, greater enlightenment, greater... I think one thing that starts to happen when you give service, and this is just a kind of an immediate benefit. Yeah. If you're focused on, um, let's, I've mentioned it earlier, Ukraine or Afghanistan or where, or the, or Yemen or one of the numerous places in the world, which needs help. And you start to do something, even if it's 10 minutes of prayer, yeah. you're, you're taking your mind to a high cause. You're looking at people and the situations, which no matter what problems you have, and we all have them, are far more serious than what you're dealing with. So when you then finish doing this and then you look, you have to deal with whatever it is, you know, you've got a debt or you've got a what have you, um, you, you, you it's still a problem, it's got to be solved, but it doesn't take on all the emotional baggage that it did before because your priorities have changed because you've lifted yourself. You've lifted yourself through service and you've risen above that level where it brings a certain type of, in a way, uh, self-centered stress. You know, you've transferred your stress to, I'm going to care about these other people. Okay, I've got a debt, but these people are going to die tonight unless something is done. And then you come back, and yes, you've got to, we all have to deal with these worldly problems and different situations, but you do it in a different way. And that starts to happen when you live a life of service. I'm so glad that you brought that up because um, for those of you just tuning in, I'm so thrilled. I I hope if you've missed any part of this, you go back and listen to it. Um, 
if we could put these steps together, you see, I think until you do it, you, you may not realize the simplicity and the ease by which it can be done. And I don't know how else to, to say that. Um, the difference for me is my first vision quest I went on with my mentor was all about self-discovery. When she asked me to come back and be part of the co-counsel, it was all about everybody else's self-discovery. And while it was nerve-wracking, a little anxious, all of my doubts and fears about worthiness, all of it, it's our humanity. But when you begin, it becomes like breathing if we allow ourselves to enter that spiritual space. And, that, and I say spiritual space, Richard, because I mean whatever that means for whoever's listening today. Sure. And I think you've hit on a key begin. thing. Yes, go ahead. Which, which you mentioned fears. You mentioned hopes, you mentioned fears. Oh, yeah. And fear is something that we, we have to overcome. Or we can overcome. Uh, and it is, once you, it, it's ha so many things are habitual, aren't they? Yeah. And, you know, people think, oh, I haven't got time to do breathing exercises in the morning, but they've got time to have breakfast. They've got, they could, if they made, they could, you know, it would just become habitual. And likewise, we get used to living with fears if we're not careful and not even identifying them. And of course, the, the most dangerous state, if you can call it dangerous, is when we don't even know we've got them. Um, so people are sort of fr frightened of developing their psychic abilities, for example. They yes. don't see themselves as a healer. I, I and you're right, it's just as easy, actually, to look at it the other way and be free of that fear. I, I remember I went to New Zealand many years ago and I was running healing classes over there. And we were going to, we, we were offered the chance and, and I I'd, I'd just, I'd just arrived on a tour and I just met these people and I taught them how to give healing to individuals. And they were, they, they knew the technique, they, everyone can do it. It's the one that Dr. King taught, it's called the King Technique. Uh, I've written a book on it since called The Magic of Healing. His book is You Too Can Heal, which is a fantastic book. Yeah. And I did these classes. Anyway, we were, we were offered the chance to speak at actually a, a, a pop concert. I think Elvis Costello was coming over. Various oh, people. Uh -huh. And we were, and actually I spoke on, 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 believe it or not, at this pop concert just before Elvis went on. Not that I know him at all. But we also were given the chance to give healing to them all. And I just didn't have a band of healers. I just taught about 20 or 30 people that week. And I remember I was trying to, to encourage them to come along. And you, you've got nothing to lose. I mean, it'll either work or it won't. I mean, it does work, but you, you don't always get a result. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. It depends on the person, it depends on their karma and so on. But one woman said, I just can't do this. I, 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 I'm always taking workshops. I'm always doing classes. I remember her telling me this, but I don't actually do any of it afterwards. I just enjoy the classes. And I said, well, that's no good. Come along and give it a try. Well, it's a long-winded story, but she didn't believe in herself. She was frightened, I think, of being at a place like that and doing it in public, really. And yet that woman healed somebody there and then who was partially blind. They weren't completely blind. They had glasses with very, very thick lenses and they could see. But by the time this woman, who really didn't believe in herself at all, had given that person healing, they didn't need their glasses. And that was that doesn't happen every day. 
or every healing treatment. And it wasn't done by a sort of person who had a visitation from an angel. It was done by this woman who'd taken one class and didn't believe in herself. And yet she did it. And everyone can do it. Everybody can do it. And, you know, Richard, I want to thank you for today. I want to thank you for sharing that. I was going back and I was listening. I've been asked to speak at an upcoming conference in the summer. And so I went back and I had to look at a couple of movies that came out a couple of years ago. One of them was the movie Carol. And it was with um, Rooney Mara uh, and Kate Blanchett. And I had to okay. go back and look at the interviews about it because I was asked a very specific question. And I, I found one interview by Rooney Mara, who I'm a fan of anyway. Girl with the dragon tattoo, come on. Oh, yeah, got it, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, her and Daniel Craig in that, come on. Okay, um, yeah. But she looked and she said this in the camera. You know, I was offered the role to play Therese in this film. And I was not at a very good place. Now, this was right after Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, which is, was a phenomenal movie. And she says, I turned it down. Mm. And she talked about that. And she said, the universe was kind to me and it brought it back to me. And I got to play the role. And I thought to myself, in just a sentence, she talked about being at a place of pain. She talked about what the limitations that pain brought her. She talked about the journey she went on to heal it. And the universe responded in kind. See, Rooney Mara is a great actor, but she's no different than you and me. And I think that's what you're reminding us of today, Richard. We're human beings with the enormous ability to change. Thank you for today. Absolutely. Thank you. I'd for love to know me. your personal message. Thank you so much. Well, my personal message is uh, realize your inner potential. We can all do it. Uh, it's within us. It's limitless. We just have to tap it. And I would just say this, as well as healing, there's lots of people who are having intuitive impressions that they don't listen to they don't think they are that sort of person they come it's a hunch and then they think later gosh i wish i acted on that well next time that happens to you don't ignore it now don't take any risks if you're not sure because it could be your imagination or it could be your intuition you're not sure but don't ignore it if it's completely safe and you've got nothing to lose and no one right. will be harmed follow it test it if it turns out to be correct, remember how you felt, because that is the feeling of intuition. And it's different, very different from an imagination. And you'll start to get into a, what I call a groove where you'll recognize it and you'll start to tap into your inner voice, uh, which is the divine presence within each and every one of us. And that is how we get to live an amazing life. Richard Lawrence, everybody. Richard, thank you so much for thank today. Thank you. It's always an honor. Um, an honor for me. All of you out there, there's a lot in this show today, but as Richard always does, it's an invitation. <laughs>